So hello, everybody, and welcome. Uh, my name is Amber Winston, and welcome to the Return of Ritual online show. Today, I have a really amazing guest that I'm really excited to look um, to chat with too today. I have a ton of questions for her. Um, and so I just want to welcome the beautiful Crystal Vision to the Return of Ritual online show. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> It's so wonderful to have you. So um, Crystal is a spiritual advisor uh, and artist. And so she was born in Toronto, um, but she's currently living in Atlanta. And she is a numerological and intuitive tarot reader, uh, lunar witch, mirror painter, and musician. So if that doesn't get you excited to chat with her, I don't know what does. Um, The first question that I have for you, Crystal, is what's your zodiac sign? So I, I'm a cancer, um, and, uh, my rising is Pisces and my, my moon is an Aquarius. So, um, Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's, it, it's a big reason about why I do the work I do. So yeah. So you feel very connected to, to your signs. Very connected to my signs. Actually, I remember the, the first time I discovered that my moon was an Aquarius, I, it, it was sort of. It, it was an epiphany, actually. <laughs> so, uh, because I got the the physical emotion part down, but I I wasn't quite um, I didn't quite comprehend as to why I was I was living sort of out here and out here, um, and you know that just sort of solidified it and made it come together for me. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. I it makes total sense. I have some really dear um, Aquarian friends, and they're just. In my eyes, they're just, they're so beautiful. They're so creative. Like, I just really love that, that sign. And I love meeting people that have that in their charts because it's just so, um, so beautiful to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the next question that I have for you is what is your ideal morning or evening ritual? What does that look like? Ah, uh, okay. So this is something that I have recently fine tuned um, after like, and it takes this is the thing is that it takes, well, at least for me, it took a couple years to really fine tune this and get into a really good um, rhythm that was good for me because everybody has their own specific rhythm, you know? Um, and for me, I really like to wake up around um, 8 a.m. is usually the time mm-hmm. I wake up. I don't usually wake up too, too <clears throat> early. I like to make sure that I do get enough rest. That's like the most important thing. I want to reach that like delta sleep and really get some of those like subconscious juices flowing, um, which usually I'll drink some like blue lotus tea before mm. I go to bed um, to really get to that um, that dream state. So you feel like really well rested and rejuvenated. So I usually wake up around eight. And when I wake up, I immediately get up, lay out my yoga mat and meditate. That's the first thing. That wow. I- So, and usually my meditations will last from anywhere, depending on my mood, because I tend to tap into my mood when I first wake up as a true Cancerian does. Uh, (laughs) And um, Mm -hmm. I wake up, it'll usually be from like 15 minutes to 20 minutes, depending on how um, situated or restless that I am. Uh, So usually about a good solid 20 minute meditation um, really puts me in in the right mindset. And then after the meditation, um, what I do is I like to do a one card pull for the day. And, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it depends. I, I usually use like 
depending on what deck, again, that suits my mood during that day. I'll choose a card um, and um, I'll go through three different sources in my library um, just to get a really well-rounded perspective of what to bring in for my day. Mm. Uh, and then I'll open up my notebook. I'll write three pages. Um, usually the, the like size of the page is, isn't like really that big. It's about like, like this size, about that. Okay. So I'll write yep. three pages. Um, just like, you know, one, one here, one here, and then one here, not three full ones. Um, and just describing sort of like a, how I feel B some of the things that came to me in the meditation and see what I personally think the card that I drew is means to me and how I'm going to take the essence of that card and apply it to my day. And then um, after that, I'll usually make some breakfast and um, I will definitely stretch. Uh, for a while, I wasn't stretching first thing in the morning and um, it's, it's imperative that you do just to sort of change some of that energy that's been situating um, throughout sleep and also like before you go to bed, sometimes some things happen, you get a text, you get a you get an email, whatever. So it's nice to, it's nice to sort of shake that off and just, um, I guess, lighten up the mood or the energy of, uh, from doing some stretches. Sometimes I'll do some yoga too. Um, again, it all depends on my mood, but, and usually the, um, the routine will take me about like, um, an hour and a half. So if I have other things to do that day, which we were meeting today, I woke up a little bit earlier and, um, and just kind of settled in. So, yeah, that's beautiful. Well, and what I love so much about you sharing your morning ritual with us is you kept saying, depending on your mood. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's a beautiful invitation that these don't have to be rigid rituals that we're incorporating. It's like, it can, you know, unfold differently every day, but as long as you have kind of your key things that keep you grounded or keep you inspired, um, I think that that's just a beautiful reminder that it can change. Yes, most definitely. Yeah. Being, um, using your, uh, using your, your gut feelings or your intuition to what your body needs and what your mind needs that day. I mean, yes, it, it, it fluctuates for sure. And I really love the idea of stretching to kind of move through like the physical, um, component of what's happened the day before you went to bed. And then in the morning when you wake up, if you kind of wake up with a dream hangover, yeah. um, you know, can you kind of like move some of that stuff through? I think that that's, I feel like I need to do a little bit more stretching in the morning. So <laughs> I love, I love that one. Um, that's beautiful. Okay. So now I really want to switch gears and I want to dive into the tarot. Um, and for those people who are listening, who maybe aren't as familiar with tarot, can you just um, tell us what it is? Yeah, of course. So um, the tarot is a series of cards and sometimes uh, they vary from like 78 to 52, depending on the deck. Um, and what it is, is it's a series of archetypes. Uh, and we can all relate to these archetypes because we've seen these archetypes many, many times in our lives and past lives. So, um, they're very innate within us. Um, a lot of times, um, Two, it's a, it's a series that goes in like a cyclical way. So the major arcana is usually, and the major arcana are like the bigger life steps or like the classic cards that you see, like the fool card or the death card or, you know, the empress, all of those like big, bold cards with the, with the headings on them. 
Um, they go from zero to 22 or from one to zero, depending on how you see the cycle. Um, and 22 is actually the numerical value for a full circle. So it makes a lot of sense that the tarot is very circular. So um, mm. it, it's just basically a guide to show you where in this cycle you are and what type of energies you can utilize at this point in your cycle. Um, it's almost like uh, when you turn on, <laughs> this is kind of a, yeah, like a metaphor for it or analogy, but when you turn on your, your GPS and you know your friends can see where you are, it's almost like you can see where you are at that point. You're like, oh, okay, so this is why I'm coming up against this roadblock or this is why this opportunity is opening for me. This is why I'm going mm. through growing pains. So it's almost like a nice little circular map um, that uh, will depict where you are through a series of archetypes or um, numerical values uh, that are attached to a suit. Um, all of the suits, there's four suits. So those four suits um, are elemental, you know, uh, mm -hmm. fire, um, water, uh, air, and earth. And all of them um, also depict seasons too, depending on you, how, the, how, uh, how you read. So some people will read um, in a sort of a divination mode. So they'll try and predict some things or they will, they'll, tend to just take a look a little bit down the road. And sometimes those four different uh, elements can connect you to um, a, a certain season or a certain point in time in that cycle as well. Um, so essentially the circle is divided into four parts. So yeah, it's just like a little circular map. Um, uh, really good to, um, it's, it's excellent for remaining present as well because it shows you where you are like now at this point in time. Um, some people do use it for divination for purposes, but for me, I like to see where I am now so I can utilize what I have now. Um, staying present mm. is very important for me. Absolutely, I think a lot of people strive to be more present in their lives. And I think this is just a beautiful ritual that, um, you know, if people are interested in, they can explore more um, as, as a guide or like a, a little reminder or a mirror back of like, this is actually where you are. And these are some things that, you know, you can really think about drawing in. Um, I'm so curious, when did you start to really um, invoke the tarot in your life? Like, is this something that you've always done? Well, um, thank you for asking that. I uh, have recently sort of been going back and been like, when did, like, when did my interest start with this? How did this begin? Um, and I mean, you know, after being like a teenager and I, I had a couple like um, occult shops or like metaphysical shops that were um, in Toronto, in my hometown, and I was taking a look through all of them and I'm like, ooh, like tarot, this is like really interesting. Although I didn't quite get it at that time. I bought a deck and I had misplaced it. I didn't know where it went for the longest time. So I just sort of like let it go and figured that it wasn't for me at that time. And then I ended up picking it back up around, I guess, maybe when I was like 26. So I'm 35 now. So it's been mm -hmm. like nine years since I've since I've been doing this. So when I picked it up when I was like 26, um, it, it had been gifted to me. So it almost like came back to me and I was like, oh, okay, um, this is really interesting. 
it's back, you know? So, um, upon receiving the gift, I was going through a lot of life changes at that point in time too. Um, I had recently gone through a divorce and I, um, I had like, had to sort of dissolve a business that I was in in order to like rebuild something new. So there were lots of changes that were going on. And I also had a lot of downtime to really sort of think and realign. And the tarot just sort of like, it just sort of clicked with what I was doing because it took my focus off all of the deconstructions that were happening in my life mm-hmm. and put it into something constructive, um, but also showed me the tools that I did have and some of the energies that I didn't need to focus on anymore or that were phasing out of my life. So that's sort of how it started. It started in uh, almost like a crisis mode, um, which is interesting because that is the definition of the hermit card. And the hermit card is a nine, which is like, the end of the numerical cycle um, from one to nine. And nine is this higher form of knowledge. And that comes from looking within and studying and focusing on all of these sort of inner qualities that you're going through. So during the the crisis, um, which is the hermit card, I decided to look within with the tarot as my guide. And um, I discovered like a series of of really, really helpful tools and um, ways of thought that could get me through all of these these sort of um, roadblocks, <laughs> if you will. That's amazing. It's a. It sounds like it's um, the, the the ritual of tarot can really help people kind of on their journeys back to sacred wholeness. Um, and it sounded like it came to you kind of during that time where you were rebuilding a lot of things. Um, and so I want to elaborate on that because I'm wondering if, you know, everybody's at a different place in their life and they're going to show up in different places in the cycle of the tarot. Um, but really, how can people use uh, the tarot as as a ritual or as a way to kind of help them on their own evolutionary healing journey? Oh, beautiful question. Um, so now a lot of the times uh, the daily card. Um, thing that I do in my ritual is very, very helpful because not only does it help you remain present, but it also sort of shows you all of the, the, the aspects that are going to be floating around uh, within your day. Um, and for healing purposes, the, the best thing about the tarot is that you can ask it questions and it will give you literal answers. So that's the beauty of it. Asking yourself a question, and you can even ask it out loud. You can ask it in your head um, if you feel like, you know, you're not able to speak about it quite yet, or you're not comfortable with speaking about it quite yet. You can even ask the questions silently to yourself, um, and you can really get a solid answer from it. Um, there are multiple spreads too, like um, that you can use. One of my favorite spreads for healing is a four card spread that I use. And um, it sort of, uh, it's, it shows you where you are. It shows you what you can release or let go of. Um, mm. And the third card sort of uh, shows you what to bring in. And the fourth card is the outcome after you remove and bring in. So it, Oh, I love that. Yeah. So it shows you, um, and you can, you can ask in, um, 
open some space before you do it. Like I'm going through uh, a time of healing. I'm going through a time of crisis or um, I'm going through a time of uncertainty. What will aid me uh, in this period of time? So it will show you what to let go of and what to bring in. Um, and it, it, it's interesting. Some of those things are emotional. Some of those things are deal with, you know, your, your perspective or your thought processes. Um, some of these things are material. So like let go of actual, uh, material aspects or, um, moving, changing your environment. Um, and you know, there's, uh, yeah, they're just like, a um, oh, and also switching your passions. Like if you feel like your passions aren't aligning in your daily life or you're not doing anything that's really sort of invoking that, uh, that spark or um, that willpower or that drive within you, um, it's really good to sort of align with that too. Maybe letting go of an old passion in order to pursue one that's more aligned with your current self. So yeah, um, lots of, there's lots of different spreads for healing. Um, but the most important part, um, about that is really asking a question, defining to the universe, what you're looking for and then pulling a card, um, or doing a spread. So, yeah. I think that's such a really great reminder for people to get really clear. You know, sometimes it's like find the clarity of what you're asking for or because some people don't even know, you know, and I've certainly been there in the past, too, where I it's like, well, what do you want? I'm like, I don't know. And so really dedicating the time to get really clear, like, how do you want to feel? Are you connected to your purpose yes. um, and having that clarity and then using the tarot as a ritual or as a guide, I think is another really great just kind of tool to add to the tool chest. Yeah, most definitely. And it's interesting too, if, because clarity is like, it, it's, it's hard to describe, but like, you can't necessarily just like wave your hands and the fog is cleared. It, it's a series of events, right? Like it's little, little changes. So, um, making sure that you're not expecting like a massive kind of overhaul all at once. Sometimes that does happen. Sometimes it, you're ready for it and it just happens, but um, at times you can go general in order to get clearer gradually. So there's actually mm. no pressure to like really sort of define. Sometimes you can ask something that is a little bit nebulous or ask something that doesn't necessarily have boundaries. And then it might confine some of those boundaries for you and sort of narrow it in. You know what I mean? I like that. Cause I think that you know, certainly when I've felt um, uncertain or I just didn't know, like, where's my North Star? And I was just kind of floating, so to speak. Um, I think this would have been a really great tool for me to tap into because it would help me kind of narrow the focus. And I think that's a beautiful reminder for anybody listening to this. If you are feeling uncertain or, you know, you're kind of like a, just a flag, like waving in the wind, you know, you're not really sure where you're going, like, how can this become something that you can consult and really help provide, you know, a little bit more narrowed focus for you. I think that that's such a beautiful invitation and it's so accessible to us. Yes, yes it really is. Um, Tara, uh, like, and it's also like a really good gift to give someone that, you know, might be going through, uh, like a crisis or some sort of, mm -hmm. um, so that's really nice. Um, 
there's also this, this whole thing where people are like, oh, you have to be given a tarot deck. And I mean, in, in my response to that, you're almost giving yourself a gift by purchasing a tarot deck for yourself. Um, so it doesn't necessarily have to be a quote unquote gift, but whenever you do buy yourself a tarot, tarot, like a tarot deck or even like runes or any sort of like form of, of, um, like inner wisdom or a tool for inner wisdom, you're giving yourself a gift. I like that. Cause I've heard that too. Um, you know, you can never buy your own tarot deck. You have to be given it. And I, I think that that's just it's nice to kind of unpack that a little bit and know that you could actually be giving yourself like the best gift and, and still work with the tarot, which is, I think, so beautiful. Um, I'd like to talk a little bit about numerology uh, as well. And so what, for somebody who doesn't really know, um, what is numerology and how, how do you work with numerology when you do your reading? So numerology is, literally it's essentially numbers and it's meanings attached to certain numbers. So a lot of people will, um, they'll come to me and they, and they tell me they see numbers all the time, right? So they see angel numbers as they call them, right? And it's repetitive numbers. And what it basically means is that the universe is essentially trying to tell you something based on the number that you're seeing, right? You are aligning with this specific number. So what does that number mean, right? And from one to nine, that's essentially the numerical, the numerical list of numbers. And they each have their own meaning. Um, and a lot of the times, um, you can even take like the one, for example, when you think about the number one, what do you think about? The self, solitary, singular right? You can also think about, um, you know, strength or power or like willpower drive, all of those things with one. And two is like mm -hmm. union, right? You know, so a lot of these, a lot of the basis from the, these numerical values are literally uh, like attachments that we have seen, almost like numerical archetypes, if you will, um, that we've mm -hmm. seen since we were born. You know, like when we see two, two is usually like a couple. Two, you can learn from one another with two. So that's a big learning number as well. Um, and also it has to do with like geometry, sacred geometry, which is a whole other, you know, can of worms. But um, usually um, in the tarot, numbers are very, very present, as you can see, like, you know, all of the suits have different numbers, like the seven of cups or the four of wands. Um, so how do we apply those numerical values to that suit, right? Um, since, let's just start with the four of wands, actually, because I mentioned that. So fours are all about stability, right? And in, in, the, in the grasp of God geometry, um, let's just think about a cube, right? So you've got mm -hmm. a cube. Um, and this cube is really, really structured and secure, right? Almost like four walls in a room, right? So when you're thinking about that, you're thinking about structure, security, comfort, all of these things. And when you apply it to the wands, it's structure and comfort and security in your passions. So there's almost like a crossing with like the, 
the um, like the numerology, but also the elemental part of it too. So right. And numerology, um, it, it's just really good to be very aware of some of the numbers that are floating through your life, um, even on clocks or anything, um, numbers that keep coming up in dates, uh, because that's almost like the universe trying to align you with a, numer uh, a numerology a numerical value. <laughs> um, I know I couldn't say it either. I'm like, yeah, Numer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, a numerical value that, you know, you can take a look at and really get some insight into. And sometimes the universe will try and tell you something in the sense of like, oh, I'm seeing fours all the time. And I don't know why. Maybe that means you need to implement a new structure. That could possibly mean that you also are um, focused too much on security. Um, this could also mean that it's a very stable point in your life. So checking in with how you feel in regards to the numbers that you're viewing as well. Um, everybody also in numerology has a specific number within themselves. Yeah, and it's it's based on your birth date. So okay. Um, yeah, so I usually I do workups based on birth date or even like your birth name too. There's a bunch of different types of numbers like the soul number or the outer personality number, which are calculated by the amount of vowels in your name or the uh, amount of consonants in your name. Oh, it's really interesting um, because you're through your name and through your birth date, you are actually giving off a numerical vibration. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. So it's really cool to um, take a look at that. You know, um, there are a lot of numerologists that um, do full workups. Um, I'm definitely one of them. I've done numerology workups before. Um, and it's, it's. Really and what do you mean by workup? What do you mean by workup? Is that just a report or? Um, yeah, it's like a report. It's basically where I just take your birthday and your name and then I'll calculate it and then we'll find like the derived number. So a lot Got of it. numbers, um, a lot of numbers are um, derived into just a singular number unless it's like 11, 22, 33, 44. Those are all master numbers um, and they they have like special aspects to them more along the lines of like angel numbers where um, like 1111 is a big one. Um, and that's, it's almost like the power of one times two. So sometimes that can indicate some sort of like sacrifice or some sort of like martyrdom. In, in the 22, it's almost like you're a teacher. You've meant to, you're, you're here to teach like a large group of people. So um, it just has more of like a, uh, like a higher vibration than the singular numbers yeah so it's it's a pretty intricate system um there are a lot of um there are a lot of texts and books written about it um actually hold on let me show you my favorite my favorite resource yeah love that this one's my favorite it is like a little bit dated um it's like mm. i think it's from the 80s but it has all of the information that you could possibly need in it and um it also has like the chart so you can actually take a look at your own workup and and do some of that for yourself and it's called numerology and the divine triangle oh lovely yeah and it's by faith javon and dusty bunker it's like their names are right mm -hmm. But this is essentially how I learned. 
Um, this also has like some tarot references in the back as well. So it's just like, it's a really beautiful book and it shows you like the whole ins and outs about how all of this stuff aligns. Um, intricate system, but once you get it down, it's like, it just becomes like sort of second nature when you see the numbers and, and, and when you're reading the cards. So, yeah, that's amazing. Um, I'm so curious, what is your soul number? So I am a nine, which is interesting because we were talking about nines earlier. So reaching that point of higher wisdom, philosophy, interest in the occult, um, which is definitely oh my, my perfect. thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but another one is also like, um, it's also developing like a lot of so like solitary time in order to develop big creative projects, which is exactly what I do too. So it really rings true for me. And that's my soul number. Um, my outer personality number, I believe is a four, which deals with like structure and stability. Um, and we were talking about fours earlier too. It's funny how I use those references. Uh <laughs> <laughs> that's so great. Yeah, so um, people will see me as like a for like a, a good structured form, uh, as a point of security, helpful type of person, which I I really hope that people find me that way. Um, so that's good. That that's my outer personality number, and then um, there there's like um, there's also my like my uh, my purpose. There's like a purpose number, and I'm a thirty. Mm. So that is a master number. And my purpose is to constantly be like grabbing new information, growing, going through a series of like, um, going through a series of challenges in order to get to this next level. So essentially I'll be like growing my whole life. Everybody is, but I'll, it's always something that I'll be striving for as far as like security and stability goes that's how people see me, but essentially that's not how I am at all because I'm trying to always reach that like higher level. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's really interesting. There's, um, there's also like another book too, um, that I had a chance recently to take a look at. It's called the numerology Bible. It's, um, mm -hmm. you can find it online. Um, it, uh, it's a little bit more in depth than that. And it's a very modern take on it. I haven't had a chance to like really get into it, but some of the information in there looks really, really cool. Um, so, oh, that's great. Yeah. What a great reference for anybody who's, who's interested. Mm -hmm. um, and certainly I'm very interested. I'm like, Ooh, I want to know what my numbers are and I want to have a reading, which is, which is excellent because it's a nice segue into the beautiful offering that you have for anybody who's listening to this. Um, so would you like to just talk about that briefly? Yeah, sure. I actually, um, I have uh, a website. It's called hallofvisions.com. And um, well, I have like a series of like readings that you can choose from. Um, I also do astrology workups too. So I can like take a look at your chart and cast your chart. Um, we can take a look at like what, where you are now and like where you're going so transit but um for people who are listening to this podcast i set up this like special link um that i i'm you know that i want to do like for the holidays or for anybody that hears this link um and um it's a 30 minute reading for 20 minutes so you get like That's amazing. 
So you get like a lot of, a lot of time for us to sort of connect with the 10 card spread, which is usually what I do, which is a classic Celtic cross spread. And then we'll sort of align with some of the things that are going on um, presently, past and future. Um, and then after that, since 30 minutes is a lot of time, if you have any deeper questions, again, when we were talking about the fact that we can ask the tarot questions, if there's anything that we don't cover, you can be like, actually, I'm really, really wondering about this. Can we take a look at this? And then we'll do a five card transformational spread around that question to see some of the elements relating to that. What a beautiful, generous gift. Thank you, Crystal. No I think that's so amazing. And I think, you know, the reason why I was really compelled to start the Return of Ritual is um, I really believe that sacred rituals were a part of our cultures for, for years, but over time, it's kind of been stripped out from our modern Western kind of society. And so I am just so curious and I wanted to find out what are all the rituals that, you know, people are using to connect to themselves and then connect better to their communities and to their purpose. And I just think that tarot and numerology and astrology and all these beautiful things that you do are a great tool for people who want to go a little bit deeper or want to get some more wisdom um, and to kind of help them on their own healing journeys. So that's really why I put together the Return of Ritual online show. And it's just been so great chatting with you. And I'm totally interested Sign me up for a session because I feel like this oh. is just such amazing work that you're doing. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I would absolutely love to do a numerology workout for you. Um, I'll just need your details. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this has been this has been amazing, and um, it's it's really interesting too when you were talking about ritual because ritual is the basis of expansion. So ritual allows us to expand, which is Ritual is brought on by pivotal points too. And when we're talking about pivotal points in numerology, that's a five because you're essentially mid cycle. So, you know, um, ritual is absolutely necessary for expansion. So I'm so, so happy that um, you invited me on this, on this podcast. And um, I can't wait to, to continue listening and watching to this and seeing it grow. So. Yes, thank you so much. Um, before we go, you know, Crystal, I always, I kind of like divine spirit to take over some of these calls. So I just wanted to ask before we leave, you know, is there anything else kind of on your heart um, or a major archetype that you feel like needs to come through? Or is there anything else that you think that the listeners would benefit from? Yes, actually. Um, so I was asked, I did a reading for um, a 16-year-old boy the other day, and he asked me, he uh, was full of questions, A, um, and B, asked me what my favorite card was and why, out of the blue. So I was just like, Ooh. oh, okay. So um, I was just like, huh. I'm like, okay, yes. So it's the star. And the star card is really, really beautiful. A, because she's nude, so vulnerability, right? Mm. Um, B, she's also very, very grounded. She has one knee on the ground and her big toe in a, in a flowing stream, which is beautiful. So like the connection to the earthly aspect. And um, above her, she has this, you know, star-lined sky. 
And essentially, um, in the Tarot de Marseille, which is the French tarot that I read from most of the time, um, it's, it, it says l'étoile at the bottom, which means the star. But the way it's spelt says l'étoile, which means the net. And what that means is that the universe, which is, you know, all of the star line sky that's in the card, means that if you fall or if you falter, it will catch you like a net. And it's also this beautiful network that's surrounding you at all times that you can connect with through grounding down and being vulnerable with yourself. So I really think that that star card is an archetype that I like to align myself with. Um, yeah, just nourishing yourself, being very vulnerable with uh, what you want, allowing some of your ideas and processes to be in gestation, allow things to take time to sort of create and realize that the universe has really got your back and that all is truly well. Mm, that was so beautiful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for leaving us with that beautiful wisdom. I think it's such a, a beautiful reminder and I can kind of picture, you know, the start tarot card in my mind and so maybe we'll we'll link to that um beautiful visual too kind of in the show notes as well as um crystal's beautiful link to her website where you guys can sign up for your own tarot reading or astrology reading or numerology or all of the above that will be where <laughs> i will send you guys um so you guys can check her out so thank you again so much crystal visions it's been such a pleasure thank you so much and yes make sure you keep in touch i would love to connect with you again. Absolutely. Thank you.